It's the When Fishing Podcast. Applying techniques. Then I put the sea rigs on the A rig. fresh ideas. They can't all be good ones. Talking stories. <laughs> reports. Conservation. Probably too close. All to make you and I better fishermen. Welcome to another episode. I love that dead air. Let's get into it. Ah, man. I don't think I fished last week. Um, I tried to. But, uh, you see, you see, you see, you see. Uh, yeah, I tried to. I brought out the boat and I put it all together, you know, me and my little fucking inflatable bullshit. And, uh, put it in the water and then, uh... Uh, pulled on the pull start to go, and then the pull start didn't pull. Went out like six inches and jammed, and I was like, what the fuck is this? And then, uh, uh, you know, normally if I can get it to turn over, I have faith that um, there's just something stupid. There's all sorts of little stupid things that you got to troubleshoot with the little outboard. But uh, uh, this one, it seemed like, uh, like the flywheel was jammed or something like that, so... Uh, yeah, we're getting right into the dirt here uh, on this episode. Uh, we, uh, yeah, I couldn't couldn't figure it out. I didn't have the tool. I didn't have a wrench set or whatever the hell to uh, uh, undo the fasteners to get into the flywheel. So I pulled the boat out of the water, and then I put everything away, and I drove home. $15 in ramp fees, less in my pocket. That was sad. Um, that's fucking frustrating. So, yeah, that was my one shot to fish last week, at least from the boat. I suppose I could have, like, woken up earlier and gotten out, but uh, I'm trying to sleep a lot right now because I'm um, new to one job, working two jobs total, so i um, trying to make ends meet here while trying to put together a, a, a podcast full of, full of reports and vigor and, uh, you know... Let's turn it out how it is. You know, you, you commit to a podcast and then uh, uh, the universe says, all right, let's let's uh, let's throw you some curveballs here, buddy. You want to do one every single week? Well, how about not? So I'm trying to, I, I, I'm kind of thinking that I could find a way to make it up. Uh, I, I do want to get like 50, 50 podcast episodes done in a 365 day period. So I started this in, uh, what, like, I think like March 1st or something like that, real close to that, first week of March. So um, I've missed the last couple, well, I don't know, I've I've been spotty the last, like, three or four weeks uh, because of my lack of time and uh, having to uh, spread myself thin. So uh, maybe I'll... I'm going to try and get, get some interviews at some point. I'm really not trying hard right now to uh, book those. Um, uh, I've got uh, I've got one person interested. Um, and then I've... Uh, I've uh, one person didn't acknowledge me. And that's all I really tried for. So it uh, is what it is. But uh, yeah, I mean, I do want to keep the like one-man show thing uh, for the most part. So, uh, so here I am with, uh, my dick in my hands. Uh, it's more than you needed to know. 
in my living room with my dick in my hand. Uh, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not. It's not. So, uh, yeah. I didn't get to fish. Uh, so maybe this week I'll have a little bit more time. I think I I think I will be able to give myself a little break here and uh, get out, and I'll leave that to the game plan uh, at the end of the episode. As you faithful-ass listeners know. Um, yesterday I was recording the podcast. I took an edible and uh, started recording it, and uh, I don't... Uh, I <laughs> So I, I've been working Grubhub for the last... Uh, I guess pretty much. Actually, I think they emailed me this morning. They said like it's been a year since you started, and I'm like, oh, how tragic. But uh, uh, they they uh, sent me like a gift certificate, and uh, I could apply it towards like a lot of different things. And they offered me like free uh, CBD THC gummies, and I was like, that's kind of weird for like a place that values my driving skills to offer me that, but, uh, it is what it is, so I took it, so, uh, me and my lady have been, uh, just, like, taking, like, half of, uh, like, a 25, uh, milligram CBD to 5 THC, and, like, I really haven't, uh, consumed any amount of THC in, like, a couple of years, uh, outside of this little, uh, this little, uh, purchase, or whatever, this little thing that Grubhub gave me. So it's been making me a little bit more creative without making me too anxious. So I decided to throw it at, uh, try it with the uh, the podcast and uh, free my mind, man, and uh, see what kind of ideas I'd come up with. And I always scrap. I, I generally record this twice. I record, I guess, like a, dr- a dress rehearsal. And then I go, wow, that was really bad. And then I make one that's slightly less bad and I put it out. So, um I, I had, but I had some really interesting ideas, and uh, I don't know if I'll air them out during this uh, podcast. But there's definitely one or two things that I should uh, put in motion. Uh, we'll say not that I have um, any uh, business leverage or traction or whatever to do that, but um, I think it's it's like you know, I sound smart sometimes, right? So people should respect me eventually. Right? So. <laughs> um, yeah, well, anyways, so I didn't... I don't know what the fuck I said last week. Uh, I I wrote down stuff. Uh, I should look at it, but I won't. And that's something I went over on while I was high. I was like, I need to keep myself more uh, more, uh, more accountable. That's my high voice. So, uh, yeah, um, I am going to, like, when I say, but I won't, which most of the time I've been saying that, uh, you know, like I could look it up, but I won't. I say that when I'm about when I'm just trying to make a point, like a very general point. But um, you know, it's good to fact check things, and uh, I don't have a, a what do you call it? You know, a, a Dobby in back to um, fact check a little engineer um, creature. Um, so yeah, um, so that's the report for the day. Yeah, what did I... What the fuck? Yeah, no. I didn't have anything. Um, but I did... Uh, I've I've been working in uh, different parts of town, and I found uh, a body of water that holds grass carp. So uh, uh, I'll be playing hide-and-seek with, uh, with the police to catch a, a grass carp. So that's on the, that's the, on the agenda. 
So, uh, yeah, that's about it for the reports. <laughs> Moving on. So I was looking into barometric pressure, um, and, you know, it's sort of common knowledge for, um, you know, for fishermen to, to fish in prefrontal conditions when a cold front, when a front is coming through and you see the pressure dropping, it's like, now's the time to get in. But like in Southern California, I've, I've watched that. I'm like, Oh, like rain's coming. So let me look at the barometric pressure and see how I should time my fishing trip. If I'm going to go fish before the rain or like a huge windstorm or whatever. And every time I look, honestly, Southern California doesn't have that much of, uh, uh, a pressure variance, uh, between, you know, like serious storms and not like I've been watching the past. Actually, this week is even more opposite of turbid, um, turbulent, uh, like last, last week it was staying between 29.75 and three. 30.05 uh what is that it's in inches hg i don't know um so uh yeah i'm really educated on this subject so here i am speaking about it but uh yeah so i was like okay well you know what happens between like you know it's it's normal weather and then here comes like the 12 hours of shitty weather and honestly it doesn't move that the pressure doesn't move that much it moves by like 0.05 or something like that. And then if you look on a normal day, uh, there, the, there's normal swings. There's like four swings. It's kind of like a tide in a way, except it's, uh, it's not guided by the moon. So like it, it rises from like in general, it rises from four to 10, uh, on AM and PM and then it drops from 10 to 4. And so, uh, and there's there's definitely room for leeway, you know, obviously it's not exact, but like that's the general idea. And it only moves up and down by about 0.05 in Southern California. So then I started thinking about it and thinking about it. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, you know, why does this, there's no way this actually matters in SoCal. There's so many other more important uh, or more obvious um, you know, uh, factors like the tide, uh, in saltwater at least, and in the Delta, I suppose, where it's like, you know, oh, like we have like a solid, you know, we're in the 25th percentile of like the, of the strong tide swings or the 75th percentile of the strong tide swings. So we're going to have like, like nice, nice water movement. So that's, you know, that's what the fish are waiting for, especially, I don't know, depending on various conditions where, where they're at and where they're settled, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and then, you know, oh, well, you have, uh, you know, water temperature, you know, other stuff like that. So barometric pressure to me, I don't know if it's actually ever made a difference in my fishing. I hear it does in Southern Californians, like guys who are like really dialed in. I know, uh, who said, one of the uh, big bait, uh, one of the swim bait guys, um, either Butch Brown or somebody like that, 
Mike Gilbert or I don't know. Um, somebody was saying, like, of course it makes a difference. Like, watch it carefully. Do that. You need to do that. And uh, I watch it, uh, and then I don't. So, you know, I'm really more watching Tides, TV Quite H, and, you know, just what's fishable for me. Um <laughs> And uh, what I'm, what I'm got, what I got a hankering for, but uh, yeah. So I looked at other parts of the country because uh, why not? And uh, you know, I thought, okay, well, SoCal obviously, obviously has like the best weather. So you know, we have a really stable climate out here. You know, we have that Mediterranean dry climate. So we're always, you know, our winters are mild and our summers are, yeah. Coast-wise, it's pretty nice. Inland, you know, it gets hot, but it's like. Like, it's pretty dry throughout the year, blah, blah, blah. I don't need to tell this to you if you live in SoCal elsewhere, you know, now you know. So, uh, I looked at Chicago, Illinois, and, uh, uh, at least last week, I looked at the numbers, and there, so we're we're between, SoCal is typically between 29.79 and 30.08, and then last week, Chicago was 29.35 and 30.38 so way lower and then significantly higher and then boston was 29.1 up to 30.04 miami was mild 29.78 to 30.04 i wasn't sure what to think of that um when uh when i was coming into it it's like okay well they have you know they're they're in a temperate zone, so maybe it's nicer. But I also know that Miami and the tropics have, uh, you know, they have, um, you know, rain, uh, like, you know, wild drenching rainstorms in like for like twenty minutes, and then all of a sudden it's sunny again. So it kind of reminds me of, uh, like, you know, Denver, Colorado is kind of like that and all that shit. But Miami is pretty mild. I, I was I was staring it down. And then Scottsdale, Arizona is also on the milder side, but not quite. Uh, 29.6 to 30.04. And then bear in mind uh, that the uh, standard average pressure is 29.92. So SoCal just, uh, you know, hovers right around there all the time. Although, I mean, I think... Most of the time we're like 29.97 to 30.05 or whatever. Uh, but yeah, we're on the we're on the high end in general. So yeah, so that was something I was I just kind of like put together just to like keep in mind and uh, like how much should I keep it in mind and uh, will I keep it in mind? Probably not. But uh, it's something you know. That was a good little uh, good little Google sesh. So there you go. If you're in SoCal, do what you want with that. Uh, and then um, I think, but I really think that the rest of the country, or at least like the more uh, turbulent zones, like Chicago, you know, it's the Windy City. So that's why I checked it first uh, to see like what kind of wild weather they would get coming off of the Great Lakes and stuff like that. So I think like if you're in the Northeast or the Midwest, I really think that barometric pressure would have a huge effect on your fishing especially since there's like not uh technically there are always tides but you know it obviously you know so much less of a factor uh especially when compared to the your turbulent barometric pressure so uh 
you know. So there's that. Um, yeah. And that was the barometric pressure. The next thing is uh, grass carp. So I was, uh, yeah, so I was, I'm, I'm doing work in various parts of the city and uh i found a city lake that has grass carp and on on the same sign like i was like i don't know i was i was pretty tentatively interested in fishing in it i was like oh, you know i wonder what's in there it's probably just got bass and bluegill and catfish like that's what everybody does around here and then uh and then i walked up to a sign and it said like if you catch a grass carp release it also everything else release it and also, don't fish here, ever. And so, like, I saw it, and I was like, did you just tell me what I wanted to know, that there's a species I haven't caught, and then tell me that I can't fish there? Why would you do that? Why would you tell me that there's that there's a fish that I want to catch, and then say, oh, and don't fish there? It's like, like, come on. You know I'm going to fish there now. So, I'm going to ninja fish. Um, so, this is a... You know, if there's any uh, uh, local authorities listening to this, uh, we're gonna be—I'm gonna be playing hide and seek with you, motherfuckers. So <laughs> it's so. Uh, will you accept the challenge? Because I'm good. So uh, yeah. So I'm I'm gonna target grass carp. I don't know if it's gonna be this week or it's gonna be that next week, but I'm gonna do it. Then I'm gonna take a picture, and then that's when I win. I'm gonna say you lost local authorities you lost so yeah and then if i you know if you arrest me then i guess you win so the the grass carp um i don't know no nothing about it other than that's that it's a it's a carp you know and uh aren't are those the ones that uh that they have like fucking horrible problems with and uh with being invasive species in certain parts of the world where they're all jumping out of the water and, like, people are, you know, uh, just driving through in boats and just landing them simply by, like, driving by them. Is that the one? I don't know. But uh, I'm I'm thinking... I was thinking about making some... Uh, a batch of boilies. And... Because uh, I did that... Last time I really tried carp fishing was in, like, 2012 at a local duck pond in uh, Agora. Agora Hills, California. And there's a, there's a little duck pond over there. Shout out duck pond. And, uh, uh, there's, there was some carp in there. I caught, I farmed one on like my first or second try. And then I went like half a dozen more times getting skunked before I finally hooked one. And I caught like, it was probably like a 15 pound fish on like four pound test, but you know, didn't really have anywhere to go. So uh, there wasn't a huge accomplishment, but it was cool. It was, it was nice to get that done, you know? Uh, so yeah, so I tried making boilies that time and boilies for those who don't know nothing about carping are basically little, uh, little, uh, they're little bagel balls. If you look at the recipe between, um, boilies and bagels, it's the same shit, except you add like different flavorings and different supplements, additives in order to make it, uh, more of an enticing treat. So I was, uh. I was thinking about doing that and like looking up some fresh boily recipes because I'm sure somebody's, uh, I'm sure the uh, the 
the boily industry has been uh, kicking out major innovations in the past 10 years. But uh, the I think what I started to think was I have so much ginger root in my kitchen because I like ginger and I put it in my uh, I put it in little breakfast smoothies and then uh, some days I really like the spice and other days I almost throw up from it because it's so goddamn strong. But uh, yeah, I was thinking, well, if they're grass carp, I don't know if I should take it this literally. <laughs> what if I cut it into a little, a little, uh, you know, what if I uh, cut a little sliver off of the the ginger root and then it, and then just put it put that on the hook and it's a smelly little guy. It's a smelly little piece of vegetation. Like, would they like that? I mean, they would either love that or they would swim to the other side of the pond because it's you know uh, such a odiferous or flavorful uh, little piece of vegetation. So uh, I looked it up. I did it. Uh, I did look it up. And uh, it's an expired website, but like, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> but it, it said there were, I don't know, it was like the second, I, I typed in uh, ginger root f- bait for carp or something like that. And then uh Somebody said uh, somewhere, and then it's, you know, their website since expired, I guess, but uh, there was a little highlight highlighted piece of the website that said that carp do love ginger, so I'll give that a go. Maybe put it on a, make some hair rigs and put it on the hair rig and, and spend a few uh, late nights looking for a grass carp. So, yeah, this ninja fishing trip, will be uh you'll find me you're you're the if you're the local authorities you'll find me in a bush with no lights on and I'll be muttering rage against the machine lyrics to myself so there you go there's your hints so now's a now's a thing that I did when I was on an edible I was standing up I was like this could be a whole segment where I, instead of sitting down, I stand up. And then uh, I could call it, you know, standing up when fishing with Jeremy. That's the, that's the segment. So, uh, I don't know what I was going to talk about. Uh, I do know that uh, I'm trying to, uh, I've got, from my musical endeavors, I've got a bunch of different microphones laying around. So I've been using, uh, for you fucking producer nerds like me, I've been using a an MXL 700 large diaphragm condenser microphone and uh I like I like it for it definitely has a nice you know a perfect reference reproduction like nice flat response blah 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 but uh there's just too many errant noises going on around my apartment complex where like yesterday when I was like dress rehearsal in uh there was like a heater going turning on in in the wall from like the downstairs neighbor so that was gonna give like a really weird hum for like the whole episode and then um and then every now and then I overhear people talking and then there's like people you know driving by like showing off their revs or whatever the fuck so uh I switched over to my uh my uh handy dandy uh AKG D7 handheld dynamic microphone. So, you know, it's uh, got a much uh, tighter, what do you call it? You know, 
uh, tighter radius of a receiving signal. So, uh, and I've I've done a little bit of EQ on it. I didn't have to do any EQ on the other one, which was cool. But uh, I'm, I've done just a little bit of EQ here and there for this to make it sound more like uh, more awesome and sick, and my voice becomes sultrier and sexier for you to do things to yourself too. So. Yeah, so that's, uh, I don't know if anybody noticed the change in uh, sound quality for this episode, but that's a thing, so who knows, maybe I'll play around with some other stuff. Um, yeah. What the hell was I talking about yesterday, where I was, I've... oh, yeah, yeah, so, um. Uh, so, I don't know if this is, what is this, a quarterly report? What is it? It's almost a quarterly report. Um, so, I'm, I'm what, like 10 episodes deep into this shit? And, uh, right now, I have, uh, a whole ass, a dozen, uh, consistent listeners. So, uh, I'm actually, like, pretty stoked about that. So, uh, uh, you know, pat yourself on the back. Here we are, boys. Uh, we did it. We're still here, maybe, possibly, and uh, I, I, I know, I can imagine there's, uh, I think I know like the, at least three or four of the listeners, so that's cool that like you guys listen. I like that uh, for different reasons too, and like at different, uh, different timings and things like that. So that's kind of neat. It's kind of cool to see like the possibilities of why people would be interested in it, whether you're a, uh. uh whether you're just in it for like the humor, like shout out Dalton, or you're in it. I mean, he doesn't he doesn't know jack shit about uh, about fishing, so that's a, uh, you know, it's just kind of like getting like a, uh, you know, just hearing somebody talk about something they know about. Like I don't know really jack shit about like aeroplanes or helicopters, but I can listen to people talk about it for like an hour, and like if they if they have like you know, intent while they're talking about it, then it's uh, pretty interesting. And, uh, uh, yeah. So there's that side. And then there's the, there's the boys, uh, uh, just listening in their downtime over at the tackle shop. Hi, Tommy. I bet you're listening. Maybe not. I haven't confirmed that, but I would think so. You guys are fucking bored over there. So, and then, uh, (sighs) other people. So, (laughs) Hi, Jared. I've talked about Jared. Uh, he's, uh, uh, you know, he's out there. So he's out fishing me at any given mo- moment. And then, uh, yeah, so it's interesting to see, uh, you know, that people are hanging in there uh, through the babble. But, you know, I'm trying to put together something interesting and something that flows and uh, believe it or not. And uh, using some of my musical... Uh, uh, skill set to put together cute little intermissions and produce this thing all right and uh do all that shit so that's uh you know it's been cool it's been fun and uh if i could just fish more jesus christ uh yeah and then the mosquito is getting pretty old for me it's uh breaking my back every time i get out there I really got to uh, keep up with, uh, when you, when you got a little small boat, uh, let me tell you something. When you got a little small boat that you should, uh, definitely do like crunches every day and like 
like work out your lower back and your like core because uh if you don't then uh, i think you're a lot more likely to like compromise your spine and then you'll be unhappy the rest of your life if you so do like try and try and work in like at least like 100 crunches a day uh i haven't been doing that and uh, i'm feeling it so i need to get back into that it's it's very very good because like if i'm doing that then i i feel pretty pretty all right the next day and definitely like perfectly fine by the rest of the week and if i don't do the crunches then like uh my my back just starts falling apart and like i'm 27 i think so uh you know that's not that's not a good indicator of things to come so uh yeah so you, you work on yourself you know you know work out you guys got to do your 20 minutes of walking around the block and you know lifting tuna cans and shit so go do that um that's the that's the next part of this podcast i'm going to lead you all in a uh in a in sets this is, I'm going to turn on some music and then we're going to go one, two, three, four, and left. One, two, three, four, and back to the right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the next boat and I, I won't be able to fish very much while I'm, while I'm working on a job that'll get me, uh, the money that I want to get the next boat. So I'm probably going to be using the boat significantly less this year although like right now i can get out sundays and then i can get out tuesdays and thursdays potentially i start like at one so i could potentially do it but then it's like if i'm not physically fit to do both of the things and i'm uh then my life's really gonna suck so i'm uh gotta be careful about that but in the meantime i should do some shore fishing like i've been saying catch that grass carp, play hide and seek, catch that green sunfish. I need to go on my great green sunfish hunt so that I can uh, post a podcast title, The Great Green Sunfish Hunt, because it sounds nice. And I still haven't caught one, so I need to do that. And then uh, try and make a story out of it. So, yeah, there's that. Now it's time for the game plan. What's the game plan? Let's look at the toxically positive windy weather app. And get a feel for the game plan. So I'm a little late to this, but um, the Grunion runs started. Uh, we're into the months where uh, you're not allowed to take them. Uh, I believe uh, it's April, May, June that you're not allowed to take Grunion. So uh, don't do that. Don't don't do that. Just observe them. Just watch them do sexual things with each other and enjoy yourself. So, yeah, uh, there's a Grunion run tonight. I'm posting this on Sunday, May seven, um, and uh, that'll be a twenty-two forty to oh forty hours. Uh, so yeah, it's like the third out of the four nights or something, and then. Uh, there will be continue to be one tomorrow night on Monday night, uh, twenty three twenty to oh one twenty hours. So uh, 
that might be a good time to go throw uh, an LC or something and uh, see if you can't bag a game fish. But they, I've, I have heard that um, the like it's only really the well, I don't know if it's only, but the first night or two are the best, and then after that, you're uh, they might have the the bigger game fish might have filled up on on the on the grunions. Um, so game plan Monday. What are the tides? At least out here in SoCal. Oh, oh, 0620. Low of negative 0.7. And then a high of 13 at 1310 for 3.2 feet. And then a 1650 2.5 low. So that's a pretty flat afternoon on the in terms of the current. And then a 2325 six foot high. So that's a good. Potentially a good, um, good. What do you call that? You know, a soaking shark soaking time. Although it's going to be a shorter period, it's going to be like three and a half foot at four and a half seconds. So that's uh, bring your big sinkers. A little wind in your face. Um, but in the morning, if I go to bed early enough. Or I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'll check out the Grunion run tonight or or if I'll fish tomorrow morning. But there's I I'm looking at that at tomorrow morning as a good like time to start looking for Corbina with that uh 06 20 low. It's like nice sunrise low. Then uh I'll have plenty of time to to fish and then come back home and then maybe nap it off and then uh, go to work. So that could be, that's a, that's an idea that I like. But it'll be also a, a decent morning to uh, take the boat out if you have the time. And uh, water's warmed up to like 62 uh, degrees inshore. So things should be starting to happen. The bass should be popping off. I hear they are. And then, uh, although I thought they kind of were before, but, you know, whatever. Uh, so tuna shouldn't shouldn't be too far behind in state waters and then um yeah so tuesday another 715 low and then a 1445 three foot high and then another sort of flat late afternoon and then a high at midnight 5.6 foot three to four feet at five seconds in the a.m and then it'll open up the period, but it, uh, the swell is going to get bigger five feet at 10 seconds in the PM. And there's going to be a wind event on Tuesday in the, uh, in the evening. So, uh, don't, don't take the little boats out in the evening unless you want to, you feel like being a fucking stupid asshole or whatever. I don't know. Do what you want. So, uh, yeah, I'm thinking, uh, if I fish, it would be in the morning, looking for uh, the green sunfish right there. That would be that would be the play. A little bit of a short. I mean, I could do the corbina that morning too. Yeah. Either way it goes. Uh, Wednesday. Pretty much same shit. Uh, short periods. Looking like three to four, three to four to five foot. At 4.7 seconds. That sounds like bullshit. Um, 
decent morning tide, flat afternoon current, no current in the afternoon, and then, uh, yeah, same with Thursday, 9.40 a.m. low tide. That's a nice number. You could sleep in and catch the, catch the, you know, that. And then, uh, Friday, similar shit. Saturday, a good sunset tide Saturday for, uh, if you want to, like, surf fish or something. I think that looks nice. And then Sunday is Mother's Day. So be good boys. Don't uh, don't compromise your relationship with your mother unless you know you already have. Then by all means, um, uh, five fifty five high tide. That's nice. And then a twelve thirty low. So to me, that's the perfect like a.m. half day boating period. So I think I'm gonna if my outboard is fixed by then um i'm gonna drop it off uh today or tomorrow with a local mechanic and uh he's offering i think it's a pretty good deal and see if i can't get my flywheel fixed or whatever the hell's going on it might be a spark plug but i don't have access to a spark plug and he uh well i mean i could probably buy it online but uh then i also have i don't know i need to buy a fucking i'm ill prepared out here you know i don't (laughs) I live in an apartment without a garage, uh, so I have limited places for tools. I really got to get another wrench to take the spark plug off, and I don't have that. And like, if it's and if it's something else other than than replacing the spark plug or having oil in the spark plug, which I think is the case here, then uh, then I'd be like, you know, spending another hour working on that, and then buying a spark plug and waiting for that to come. Blah blah blah. I think I just want to send it over to this mechanic and. Uh, and have him do it. And I'm thinking about asking him if uh, if he could replace the carburetor this week as well. If it wouldn't be too much more money to do that. Like outside of the parts, obviously. It's like 200 bucks on eBay for another carburetor. And uh, so I do want to do that eventually. But if he can do that, then, then uh, less hassle for me. <sighs> what was I talking about? Sunday, Mother's Day. Uh, I want to take the boat out. Uh, for an AM trip, and then I want to go have dinner with my family up in Ventura on that evening. But that's also a good uh good sunset tide for you, and then a good like uh good chunking tide this uh like in the evening. Like if you want to go shark fish, uh, there will be a good tide swing. Um, both evenings, like low tide at I don't know like midnight or one AM, so that's nice. Um. So, yeah, that's that's my general ideas of what I would do if I was to actually fish this week, which I don't know if I will or not. We'll see what happens. And then as far as the barometric pressure this week, it's incredibly stable. It's so fucking stupid stable. It's like, uh, it's just, like tomorrow at 29.97 up to 30.04. Like, that's nothing. And like... Tuesday, despite the wind event, it's only bouncing around between 29.95 to 30. You want to take advantage of that barometric pressure, son? Go do it. Get it done. I don't see the point of looking at that. So, yeah. But, uh, I mean, that just means stable 
really what that means is you know it's such a it's such a stable uh front or stable pressure so the fish will probably be uh the fishing will probably get a lot better throughout the week if it stays stable like that so we'll see i don't know also just a reminder that i've uh uh set up an email for this so people can email in uh and you can also dm me on uh, instagram if you want uh but yeah, I have a, an email. You, please, uh, please contact me about uh, when when I'm off my rocker or if I'm kind of saying shit like, I wonder about this, and I don't really Google it in that moment. If you know all about it, go ahead and tell me because I think that would be really interesting. We can get a, a conversation started on it, and uh, uh, that would that would really add to the podcast, I'm sure. Like I'm, I am trying to bounce around between you know different styles around the country or around the world, and uh, doing any anything I can to be a little bit, um, you know, a little bit more original and innovative and all that shit. So, yeah, if you have something to say, go ahead and say it. Uh, I think that's, uh, I think there's enough people like from around the country and the world listening actually there's a shout out to the guy in fucking belgium who's uh who's listened more than a couple times that's cool um what are you doing over there what's what are you fishing for what what is what is this nonsense uh tell me all about it tell me tell me tell me sir and uh yeah there's been uh mostly listeners from california like up and down the coast uh which is which is all cool and uh what else there was a map yeah just a couple couple different ones from uh from europe and then one from india and uh the northeast and uh at least one from florida that's cool so yeah if if you have if you have something to share that you think would be like uh, uh if if you think it would help what i'm doing or just like my fishing or like how i'm you know, how I'm talking about stuff, if you want to just join in on the conversation, DM me or whatever, by all means, do that. Um, and if, you know, if we get a conversation going and, and uh, you just, you know, we end up wanting to talk on the show, that'd be cool. that'd be great too, you know? If, if it can grow organically like that rather than me, like, picking and choosing, like, Instagram personalities or something like that, which I'm interested in doing, but, uh, you know, like, uh, I'll, I have a... I have a couple friends uh, that are more or less lined up that I just need to, we just need to settle some dates on uh, on when we can go meet up and uh, and talk shop on here. But uh, if, if there's other people that just want to like do like a Zoom meeting or like, uh, you know, from around around the country or the world, I'm, I'm down to entertain it. So yeah, uh, the email is... I believe it's whenfishingpodcast at gmail.com. And then my Instagram handle is whenfishingwithjeremyrada, R-O-D-D-A. So you can find me in uh, in those places and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, reach out. Uh, this is, I'm, I'm, the more I think about this, the more I think that this, this podcast, even though it's a one-man thing right now, uh, it can still kind of serve as a general, you know, conversation. If if not a conversation between two people, it's still like reflective of the fishing industry and all that stuff. Like when I was recording my dress rehearsal, I was starting to, 
I was starting to trash Okuma's website for uh, not offering braid capacities, and uh, and I've since decided that actually Okuma might be doing it the best because what they do is they do a mono capacity which nobody gives a shit about. Come on, Okuma, get with the times. But there's also a uh, 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 they offer the like in millimeters, you know, the millimeter diameter of of whatever line you put on, and then they offer that yardage. And I think that's actually probably the way to go because most lines will offer, you know, the stat of the width of their, the diameter of their line when, uh, and then I don't know what, you know, 65 yards or 65 pound power pro on a Shimano product like is one thing, but I don't know like how, uh, the diameter of power pro. So what good does that really do me? And then Avid has like their, uh, I think they use Jerry Brown as their standard braid, and like I'm not using Jerry Brown. I, I hear it's thicker than average, and I don't know what's average, so it's like what the fuck. So, um, you know, uh, I'm I'm just uh, I'm just a sort of trying to be a sort of casual uh, reflection of of the fishing industry as all. Well, so, and if you want to join in, that sounds that sounds fun to me. So. Yeah, that's about it. Good luck. Be safe out there. Have a good one.